Good morning. This is Granny D, Dorcas Smith, out of Plymouth, Michigan. And actually, now, I am a new skin person now since 2011, and it has brought some amazing things to my life. But I grew up in Ireland from ages 8 to 16, and I have a huge Irish history. So we've been talking about the weather, and we've been talking about Ireland. And I remember one year we went, all the girls went to meet, and we had a two-week vacation, and the first week we were in a thatched roof cottage in Ballyvaughan. And for the whole week, it poured. It just poured. And then the next week, we went to Dublin, where I stayed with my sister, and it was the most glorious weather I have ever ever experienced. It was 80 degrees all week, no rain, but it was a dry 80. It wasn't that hot, hot, humid 80. And we had probably the most wonderful vacation ever. That was truly phenomenal. But that was not typical. When I was growing up in Ireland, the weather normally all summer, we were lucky if we got to 70, 72, 73. A hot day was 75. It's amazing how our weathers have changed. Anyway, enough of that. Off we go to... Now, I have been reading about the brain, but because of COVID and what's going on, I found this really, really interesting article called Influenza and Coronavirus, How to Protect Yourself from the Dual Danger. And I thought this would be very timely for all of us. It's, by, it's out of bottom line personal, and the author or the writer is Leo Galland, MD, Foundation for Integrated Medicine. He is the director of the Foundation of Integrated Medicine in New York City and author of numerous books, including The Allergy Solution and a forthcoming book called Pandemic Protect, Pro, sorry, Pandemic protection. So you want to remember that name, Leo Galland, G-A-L-L-A-N-D, if you decide you want to look up his book. So, with so much attention paid to avoiding SARS-CoV-2, the virus that caused causes COVID-19, it is easy to put flu prevention on the back burner. But with flu season just around the corner, integrative medicine specialist Leo Galland, G-A-L-L-A-N-D-M-D, answers important questions to help you stay healthy against both viruses. When should I get a flu shot this year? Well, I blew it because I already have mine, and it's actually too early. Dr. Galland suggests October is always ideal, though you might be tempted to get it as soon as possible, especially this year. Sometimes, summertime is actually too early. The vaccine's effectiveness diminishes with each passing month, and flu season is often roaring in January and February. However, I decided that I'm pretty lucky because I tend to stay well away from people during those months anyway, so... I will just be staying home a little bit more. Or the other thing is I keep thinking 
is that the fact that we're all wearing masks, I honestly think that the flu season is going to be significantly improved. And my suspicions are already being confirmed as I hear from Australia, from my girlfriend, and from the news that they have had a significantly reduced flu season this year. So when should I get the flu shot? October is always ideal, though you might be tempted to get it as soon as possible. Summertime is too early. The vaccine's effectiveness diminishes. Important, don't get a flu shot if you are sick with an acute illness, even if it's just a cold, and even if you are positive for COVID-19 infection but are asymptomatic. Don't get it. Wait. While the tests are not foolproof, and are prone to false negatives, it is still worth getting tested if you think you may have been exposed to the coronavirus before having any vaccine. With all the different flu vaccines available, should I ask for one in particular? It's the first question. Each flu season brings new combinations of vaccines that are aimed at protecting people from what public health experts predict will be the most prevalent strains of both influenza A and influenza B. There are numerous flu vaccines from different manufacturers. The best are quadra, quadra, oh, let me see, quadrivalent, no, quadrivalent, Q-U-A-D-R-I-V-A-L-E-N-T, which means they target four flu strains, flu strains, two A and two of the B, and provide the broadest protection possible. Trivalent, T-R-I-V-A-L-E-N-T, vaccines still are available, targeting three strains of flu, but now are mainly used when quadrivalent vaccines are not available available. The Fluxivax quadrivalent vaccine, that's F-U-F-L-U-C-E-L-V-A-X, Flusilax quadrivalent vaccine, which was newly available during our last year's flu season, is completely egg-free. It is made with a new technique using a cell-based production process involving mammalian cells instead of eggs. This process may yield vaccines that have a stronger immune response than standard vaccines and therefore are more beneficial for everyone, not just those who are allergic to eggs. Should I get any other vaccines is the second question. If you haven't been vaccinated for pneumonia, it is worthwhile to defend against the most common bacteria that cause pneumonia. Although protecting yourself against flu also helps to protect against the pneumonia that often follows flu, the flu vaccine at best is 40 to 60 effect. 60% effective according to the CDC. So it is not reliable protection against flu-related pneumonia. Also, COVID-19 can lead to pneumonia in two ways. Viral viral pneumonia can result from the the virus infecting lung cells. Then, like with the flu, 
a secondary pneumonia, usually bacterial, can accompany COVID-19. Many people hospitalized with COVID-19 have more than one type of pneumonia. The pneumonia vaccine is given as one or two doses. Each is a different formula, depending on your age and your health status. Talk to your doctor about whether you need one or both of the vaccines and the right timing of the doses for you. Now, I have had my pneumonia vaccine. I had it done um, two years ago. Or I, had it, I, I went and had it administered two, week, two years ago. And as far as I know, you only have to get, for the pneumonia vaccine, you only have to get the um, the two doses and then it should stay with you. That is not the case with the flu and probably not the case with COVID. Both vaccines are for those, so the two that I mentioned, the pneumonia where you take the double dose, so I've had the double dose. You go one week and you have the first dose and then you go back a week or two later and have the second day, dose. Blah, blah, blah. Both vaccines are for those aged 65 and over, as well as for people with certain chronic conditions, such as diabetes, heart or lung disease, or some types of cancer, conditions that also make you more vulnerable to severe COVID-19. What extra steps can I take to protect myself? Question three. As mentioned above, the flu vaccine is at best, 40 to 60% effective. So you can't rely on that alone to avoid the flu. Wear a mask. <laughs> there are many ways to help yourself ward off the flu or mitigate how sick you get if you catch it. Boring basics, says Dr. Garland. Follow a well-balanced diet. This is all stuff we all know. Avoid sugar, refined carbs, and alcohol. Stay well hydrated, get enough sleep, exercise for about 30 minutes a day, but be aware that intense exercise can actually impair the immune response. These steps all help your immune system operating at its best. Of course, physical distancing, regular hand washing, and wearing a face mask will reduce the risk of, getting, of transmitting any virus. Given how depleted the immune systems of many people are from stress, poor nutrition, poor sleep, and a sedentary lifestyle, certain nutritional supplements can strengthen your ability to, to defend against cold and flu viruses. While it is possible that these supplements may also defend against the new coronavirus, coronavirus so far, only vitamin D has been shown to have a COVID correlation. So Dr. Garland advises taking the following supplements from September through May or year-round if you don't get daily sun exposure in the summer. By the way, I don't know if I said this, but this article comes from Bottom Line Personal, Volume 41, and it was... Volume 41, number 17, and it was published September 1st, 2020. So, vitamin D, 
A simple blood test will indicate your vitamin D level and help your doctor to determine the daily amount you need, usually between 1,200 international units, units IU and 5,000 IU. For immune function, the optimal level of vitamin D in the blood is between 40 NG ml and 50 NG ml. Take vitamin D supplements with your largest meal of the day because the vitamin needs fat to be properly absorbed. Vitamin D at a dose of 1,000 IU a day has been shown to prevent many types of respiratory infections, including the flu, although the doctor often recommends higher doses for patients who need the additional boost. Early studies show that among patients hospitalized with COVID-19, the lower their vitamin D levels, the worse their outcomes. And I did go and check on our bottles um, and our supplements. Nanopack has 25 mg of vitamin D daily, and so does youth. So those are definitely the two to take if you want to build up your vitamin D level. Now, they, he talks about NAC, N-acetylcysteine, A-C-E-T-Y-L-S-Y-S-T-E-I-N, no, T-I-N-E, an amino acid and antioxidant, antioxidant also helps ward off flu or minimize symptoms if you do get it. Dosage 600 milligrams twice a day with or without food. And it's acetylcysteine. A-C-E-T-Y-L-Y. Oh, sorry, let's try it again. A-C-E-T-Y-L-C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E. Extract of American ginseng. That's in vitality. Take 200 milligrams twice a day on an empty stomach through the winter to lower your risk for flu as well as the common cold or reduce its severity should you catch either. I want you to know that since I have been taking new skin products um, and youth and the flu vaccine, um, in the last five to six years, I think I've only been ill once. And when I did get it, instead of being sick for two to three weeks, which is often the case with the flu, I was off color for three days. So these are the ways that you protect yourself. All right. Now, there's more. I'm going to stop there today, and I will mark it. And next day, I will finish this little article. It is fascinating. But the next comment is vitamin C. And yes, you should take vitamin C. All right. And next week I will tell you the similarities and the differences between COVID and the flu. And there is quite a difference. So, oh, what? We're we're running out of time. So I'm going to stop right there and I will tell you next Monday or Tuesday depending on whether Nikki wants Monday or Tuesday next week. Nikki will be on tomorrow with Zoom. Thank you, everybody, for joining me this Monday morning and listening to my 
information on COVID. I think that this article was very timely, and I really felt that I ought to share it with you. I hope that you have a wonderful week and a wonderful day, and may the sun shine throughout. Hold on while I take us off mute. This is Granny D. Dorcas Smith signing out from Plymouth, Michigan. I want to thank Brian Curry, Frank Lomas for all they do, but particularly Brian Curry. He is here every day and he helps us make this call work. And the other thing to remind you is that on One Team Global, we have a training for everybody who wishes to get involved with this wonderful new skin business. All right, let's see. And there you go. And there you Quite go. Quite fascinating, Dorcas. I hope that was timely. I decided that the brain would wait. I think your timing on that was perfect. Thank you. Absolutely. I agree. So get your pneumonia I, vac- vaccine. Go ahead. I I just want to, if, if it's okay, um, just want to say thank you so much for the information and especially about um, the amounts of different vitamins in um, Life Pack Nano and HLOC Youth. That's so helpful. Um, I was with a group of physicians this weekend who I used to call on in Dallas about 30 years ago, and they um, offer a different perspective. They don't believe in the vaccines at all. Um, do not wear masks like it is a, a house of warm, moist air, and what better to attract and hold, you know, it's, they say it's an illusion. Um, there are a lot of articles about that, too, so I know that there are differing um, thoughts on health and wellness, and um, they, they've they never gotten flu vaccines, don't believe in them at all. I haven't. Um, as you said, it only covers like four out of a thousand different things that oh, no, more it counts, people... It counts, it counts for four out of the out of the flus. That's all. Not okay. out of a thousand. Well, and I don't know any of that data, so that was fascinating because I don't know any of that data on the... Um, on the flu vaccines because we've always been so against them. So it's just a different perspective. I know everybody wants to take care of themselves and, and, and research, and mm-hmm. so that was fascinating. Well, you get just, to um, Right, right. And, and these doctors were adamantly against. They even asked the guys serving dinner to please take down the masks, and they said, you know, it's an illusion. It's, it's a har- it harbors I um, understand. You know, well, I warm moisture. So. I am absolutely 100% in disagreement because I have friends all over Europe who wore their masks and they managed to slow the virus down significantly more than in sure. America. There, of course, all there right. are places, and the of other, course. Yeah. I'd like to add two more things to this. One is that I actually read the safety sheets that come with the flu uh, vaccine and also stumble onto the one from the first shingles vaccine. Vaccines apparently in general are less effective the older you are. So mm-hmm. you get to a point of okay, you know, maybe, you know, it's there's no point in it for the older people. This might also explain why older people have a worse outcome if they get something because the immune system isn't working as well. On masks, mm-hmm. 
I have spent hours with a fitted mask keeping dust out of me in a radioactively contaminated environment. If this, if dust masks were that effective, power plants have been wasting huge amounts of money on mask fittings and the fitted masks, etc., and the productivity that goes with them. The same thing for the people who do auto body painting. Those masks are real, or the particles from paint are really bad on your lungs, etc. They don't wear dust masks, they wear a fitted masks. And fitted masks only work for intake, not exhale. The, fitted, the dust masks that we're right. having, I think, I tend to agree with Victoria. It's a thing of, oh, I'm doing something, but effectiveness is about zero. I wear glasses. I can my glasses fog like crazy. I know that what I'm breathing out is going around that mask. It ain't going through it. So there's two things: flu vaccines, the older, or actually it seems like vaccines in general. The older you get, the less effective they are. And the other part is these dust masks, bandanas, etc. I think it's oh, that's mostly windows. If you're wearing an N95 hey. mask, I disagree. I would a never N95. wear a bandana. Well, there's people it's out there. Work. Listen, if we go and listen to the experts, we see it from CDC. Bandanas are good enough. And I'm going, no, this is no. window dressing no. going along. If you've got a wind, if you've got an N95 mask, it's somewhat fitted. That's they probably work. I don't see I haven't seen anything. But again, we've got people that have to wear masks because they're in environments which will kill them. And they don't wear the little tiny dust masks. And the masks work, but the the masks work in those situations. In which situations? Where you have to wear them for, for like, spraying cars being in your business. But those are... those are fitted masks where you check that you've got a good fit. None, even the N95 masks, you're hoping that you've done a proper job of fitting them. I watched, many times we've seen the videos of the, um, the nurses, etc., being saluted by people, and I'm watching them out there in the great outdoors wearing personal protective gear. Again, in the power plant, you didn't work, you did not wear personal protective gear when you were anywhere except in an area where it was required because they just come from an area where it was contaminated and they're spreading it around. Again, there's, there's a lot of not good training demonstrations going on here, and the people, the, the people, the people that are saying this, Unfortunately, people are not looking at the actual studies. Oh, well, the study said, well, if you actually look at the studies, they say other different things. And personally, I like to eat fresh oats before they've gone through the horse because after the oats have gone through the horse, they're not quite so good. <laughs> I was <laughs> agree. I, I will also say, though, I have been getting vaccines since I was a young woman, and I've had whooping cough, 
I've had polio. I've had pneumonia. I've had um, shingles. And I get my flu vaccine every year. Of all the people that I know, I have definitely the fewest illnesses ever. So that I will take my chances with the vaccines, maybe as I get older. However, I'm also really into new skin supplements, eating well, and doing everything. It's a little bit of everything. And I understand your choices on masks, but for me, I will wear one. And if I'm going to be in a place where I think that it might be even more intense, I now have a plastic face shield so that I've got a double cover. I've got a plastic face shield and a mask underneath to make sure that my mouth, that I am not, it, it slows the amount of um, air coming at me or spray from anybody else. So we all get to take our choices, and that I think is really, really important. What are we talking about? We're all trying to prevent getting ill. And if you get this COVID, you might be one of the people who's lucky, but you also might want to be one of those people who get it and are deeply impacted. And I've heard of three young people, one who's at 23 and is going to be on kidney dialysis for the rest of her life, another one who is 25 whose lungs are so damaged she can't walk across a room, and a third, what was the third one? Um, I can't remember what happened, but the third one, it's gone from me now. But again, um, the third one, oh, was a heart. They developed a black mass in their heart so that this young woman at 20, 29 is having rapid heartbeats that go anywhere from 79 beats a minute to 190 beats a minute. Um, I'll take my chances at trying to keep it away from me. Those are my thoughts. That's just me. We each get to choose. So I wish everybody amazingly good luck in their choices, and may you all live. That's all I wish. And this is just knowledge. I love love the commentary. I just love it. Thank you. Everybody have a great day. Be outside and... Get your exercise in. That helps. Oh, yes. And stay and stay away from as many people as possible. Because <laughs> I, think, I think probably staying home and being safe is the best. And if you have to go into public, like if I go into public now, I have gloves on and I have a mask. And if I'm going into an intense place, I wear my face shield. I would prefer to try and not get it. Those are my choices. I know that you will make your choices, and I wish you the best always. And I never mean to argue that you have your choices are not good. They are. They're good for you. And as ever, it's knowledge. We must have knowledge for us to make the decision. Now you've got some more information, and you get to decide. Thank you, everybody. Good after, good morning, goodbye, and we'll we'll hear from Nikki tomorrow. And God bless everybody. Stay safe. Bye bye. Bye bye.